Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Episode 126. The one where we're suddenly not in danger anymore, <laughs> which <laughs> is you know nice. We you could still be in danger. <laughs> hey, we don't even have that looming, like, genie fight going over our head anymore. And then our so rock swoops nice. down and scoops up Sudi and flies into the sky. No! <laughs> that's a rude rock. <laughs> that is a rude, a rude rock. rock. <laughs> Hey, we were nice. Well, we would have been nice to them if we'd come across them. We were not cultists. It's true. We would have been really nice to them. You did see them from a distance and then say, nah. Well, we didn't want to bother them. (laughs) Also, we didn't want to be killed by them. It's true. We did not want to bother them. Just walk up to the nest. Excuse me. Have you heard the good word of Caden? No. None of us follow (laughs) Caden. Yeah, well. Uh, I mean, Sudi was raised Caden. Yeah, but you don't follow him currently. No. Yeah, you said you follow Phrasma. No, I, f- I do follow Phrasma, <laughs> which is why it's even funnier that she that she decided to ambush me in a Sekhmet temple because it's like, I don't even follow her. <laughs> yeah, well, she doesn't know that. Apparently, she only she knows nothing about me, but about thinks she knows everything about me. You know, she was trapped for a very long time oh. and that does things to people. True. It's true. So, uh, well, I suppose to delve into that, however, when last we left the doorkeepers of the Duat, the party having split themselves to tend to a pair of dehydrated and delirious um, almost more catatonic no pun intended cat folk who um, were being tended to by Masika and Sudi and the other part of the party went to go and find the hidden temple of Sekhmet underneath the walled oasis having successfully found it in a little bit more than they anticipated in the form of the Shaitan monk Picasso. Yeah all the mysteries about uh, what the Ifrit was talking about were solved real fast Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> yep. yep. I could have drugged that out for a little bit, but nah. <laughs> so the party ran into uh, Picasso, who uh, I don't even think we really delved into it during that episode. But uh, for any of those of you who may be confused, if for some reason you decided to skip the Faded Tales, which, I mean, you quite feasibly could have whenever you're going through. That is a side story. Yeah. Picasso being a character from the Faded Tales that... Uh, has now shown back up in her pursuit of destroying all of the Eyes of Raw, of which there was only one left. Sudi Kantar. It's Sudi. And uh, as such, she had then shown up and then proceeded to, I think rather... Beat our I think rather (laughs) soundly. Pretty, pretty handily. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think she actually only got two hits off me. True. She hit sugar. Yeah, she hit sugar, and that was unacceptable. Which is, I think, a first time ever in the podcast. That was a first, yes. I, I can go into some detail on what I think I could have done differently, but I, again, I threw a lot of what I would consider to be the tactics that I've learned as a game master out the window to play the character. Because really, there's crazy. no reason that she shouldn't have five foot stepped forward and full round attacked Hollis and dropped her in yeah. one round of five blows, even if it's non lethal damage. Yeah. Other than the fact that she didn't care about Hollis, she only cared about one person. <laughs> she was a little one-track and special minded. little Sudi was uh, out there in the wild. That was a, that was a fatal mistake for her. Well, not fatal yet, but the party had uh, managed to, pretty much the entirety of that episode was the fight against Picasso, uh, as, yep. the, as the party had duked it out with uh, showing that even the uh, non-unchained, the chained monk, if you will, is still violently effective. Uh, yeah. Gives the opportunity. Also helps that she had stone skin and other things. Just, but just helps a little bit. We, uh, helps a little bit. We reach the end of that. Uh, we reach the Until end of that episode hit her. with Sudi clocking her in the jaw and uh, knocking her unconscious 
I suppose as we begin, as we pick things back up, our heroes stand in the walled oasis. Sudi panting knee-deep in the water. Hollis relatively uninjured after that channel. Mm-hmm. Masika calf-deep in the water on the other end. Citra looking rough after that last hit that she'd received before going, trying to get her sneak attack in. I'm pretty sure she's got some double black eyes going on. And this splayed unconscious figure of this 11-foot-tall stone woman who came out of nowhere and tried everything in her power to kill Sudi. Um, look, I, I know... need to stabilize her. Why? She's just going to try to murder you. I was about to say, look, I'm usually for all for sparing people, but when a giant murder machine comes out of nowhere and almost kills us all, maybe... But she has information. Maybe the cat folk upstairs have information. Maybe, but I don't want to take that chance. And is she really going to tell you anything? She I might. Mean, what if we, like, created a raft and tied her to it and then floated her in the middle? Didn't you say that she's not good in water? She's not. I well, am flutters out down. of magic to heal anyone. So if she gets up and starts swinging... Well, we, we need to do something. I don't feel good about just letting her drown face down in the water. It sounds like something terrible was done to her, and I want to figure out what it was, especially because it has something to He's do with the eyes of He's going to keep rolling the more we yeah. talk. So uh, Citra's going to move forward. I'm trying to, like, get people going. Citra <laughs> is moving forward and pulling her onto shore. Okay. Does Citra want to try to stabilize her? I if nothing else, I'll grab the dang wand out of Citra's backpack and heal her. I mean, I rolled a, I rolled a 16, which gives me a 17. Yeah, it's DC 15 to stabilize. Okay. So you, okay. you stop her from bleeding out as you drag her very... Uh, what is your what is your pusher drag? 500. Yeah, she weighs 5,000 pounds. I, I at least get her head up out of the water. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. pretty much all you can manage. Um, Good enough. I was going to say, my, my dragger pull is 1150 pounds. What so. about when you're big? Oh, it gets way bigger, but I'm out of those for the day. I've used all three today. How many rounds did you have left? Uh, I had, I think, five rounds left at least. So, I well, mean, then you would have helped me pull her out before you yeah. shrunk back down. Yeah. Oh, okay, then I can definitely lift her out of the water. Yeah, well, it, you could drag her out, but again, she's massive. Very dense. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, I don't really know what to do beyond this. I just... With how obsessed she seemed, it, she's probably just going to come after Sudi again. Yes, but I, I'm not going to just kill her. It's one thing to defend myself, but this is not right. She said something odd during the fight. She said that the eyes of Ra had enslaved her, used, them to, used her to teach them, but also said she couldn't be free unless she killed me, so I'm not sure if she's entirely... Sane. Yeah, she sounds insane, and she wants to murder you. Hollis. Or mm-hmm. Citra. May make an knowledge arcana. Hey, look at that. <laughs> I roll an 11. An 11 for a 31. I roll a nat 20 for a 31. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Apparently, all this, uh, this schooling that Hollis has been doing is really paying off. We just finished our lesson on uh, elementals. Because yeah. we were studying on a free. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, the two of you kind of take a second 
I imagine as uh, as Masika watches this figure where Elias Sudi probably sits down next to her and stares contemplatively. I mean, again, she doesn't seem evil or violent in well, repose as she is now. Unconscious. <laughs> what did they say in the Lord of the Rings? Would look fair and feel fowler. <laughs> I suppose as a Citra Hollis, you put your heads together. If she was talking about being enslaved and needing to kill Sudi to be free, maybe she was gated. Gated and bound as an outsider can be with certain strictures on what mm. could or could not release her. Oftentimes those will include a, you must serve until this thing is accomplished or death. Mm. So she might not have been free and technically even in dying, she's just dead. But at the very least, she's dead and free at that point. Is there any way to get somebody out of a like out of their contract so to speak she's probably bound to serve until there are no more eyes of raw which means she has to kill Sudi to return home to the elemental plane of earth unless he doesn't call himself an eye of raw but he's already accepted that title i yeah. have already accepted that title so really this is all um uh Tedesura's fault <laughs> let's not put that on her quite i'm i'm I that's what I'm trying I'm wonder I want to talk to her to see if I can figure out a way to just let her go cuz Sudi's no slaver. I'm not cool with this, but I'm not cool with just killing her just to get her out of her contract either. I mean, would the dismissal have worked if she like let it work? Would that have sent her home? The the problem is is it may have sent her back, but then she would be bound to plane shift back to the material plane and try to find me again. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what the wording was of, of what was told to her, but I don't know that until she wakes up. Yeah. So the question is, do we have any way of properly binding her to where we can talk to her? I mean, she's going to be able to merge through the stone or, or whatever. And she's way too heavy to float. Yeah, or, so or we don't have a good boats way. float? With what we have here on this small oasis, that's not going to work. We would need the bigger boat. What if Harish uses magic to shrink her down so she's really tiny? That's what I was thinking. Then we put her inside of a basket. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I have shrink item, but she's not an item. Mm. I should probably mention something to you, honey. Hmm? Don't forget that she's, of course, capable of plane shifting whenever she wants. Oh, yeah. She can plane shift whenever she feels like. So she could just leave. I don't have dimensional anchor. Well, so there's no way to contain her, really. If if she's bound, like you said, and it's some sort of contract, maybe she can't leave. That's why she told. That's why she keeps going off about how she's not free until Sudi's oh. dead. Actually, the fish girl might be right. Hey, I got it. I got it. We kill her. You breath of life her. Technically, she died. I don't know if that's gonna fulfill a loophole like that. Uh, also, I'm not sure the breath of life works on outsiders. Also, I mean. It's a possibility, but what if that doesn't work and then we bring her back to life and then she tries to murder us all again? That's that's, that's the my risk. major concern here is for our own self-preservation. She almost killed all of us. Masika, you would be aware that Raised Dead spell works on singular individual who's been dead for a limited number of days. The targeted soul must be willing to and free to return from the afterlife and the spell can only be used on a corpse that formerly possessed a soul. It won't work on constructs, elementals, outsiders, and undead. Mm. Yeah. Breath of life won't work since she's an outsider. So killing her is not really an option, but she's not going to kill everyone. 
She's been um, very careful not to kill any of you. It looks like she tried to murder everyone. I will mention to you, Cat, that I was punched. <laughs> she did punch my bird, my beautiful, beautiful lady girl. But then she true. punched lethally. I mean, she has the capability. She was using I don't it on know. me. She looks pretty lethally injured to me. That's what I don't get is she's not completely lethal trying to kill all of us because she could have killed the three of you down there easily. Yeah, she did pull her punches on the first hit. She was instead only trying to kill me and no one else, so I don't think she's truly evil. I think this, whatever's bound her, is a problem. Hmm. I have a wall of fire. <laughs> she could, We could put her in a wall of fire. That'll hurt her. Well, I think she can't walk through it, but we'd have to put the bottom would have to be something that's not. What if we make sand. her fly? So I don't she have can't that do anything if she's yes, but if we keep her unconscious until tomorrow, and then you make her float, and then we can interrogate her, maybe find the loophole, and hopefully free her, and then maybe she won't want to murder Suti anymore. Anything that would be able to get rid of this is nothing is beyond our party's capabilities. Well, we also don't know the wording yet, though. I mean, it, for, for for all we know, an eye of raw just has to say, I release you from your service. Yeah. But we won't know until we find out. And unfortunately, that means we have to risk her wrath. I'm not too concerned about her. She beat me up pretty bad, but I've gotten some healing. I can take her if I need to, to bring her back down. We do have some rope. I mean, I know that she's a big lady, but if we wrap it enough, I mean, at least She'll be able slow to break down. through it. She'll be able to break Ooh. through anything we Ooh. have really easily. Oh, hold on. I have an idea too, but first we'll get harsh. I gotta look up a spell. Okay. I did take Gravity Sphere. So what? I could... I've got to figure out what Gravity Sphere does exactly. <laughs> Is it Sphere or Spear? Sphere. S-P-H-E-R-E. Okay. Uh, okay, creatures in the affected area, which is a 30-foot radius spread, can either be weighed down by high gravity, lightened by low gravity, or left to float in an area with no gravity. Yeah, but how long does it last? Around per level. Yeah. Uh, yeah that'd be only good if, if she wakes up. Okay. We have a minute. But I could prepare nothing but this spell, and then I could just cast it on her three is times. saving throw? Nope. Gosh, I have an idea, too. I didn't think it could work until Hollish has just talked about her spell. What if we chop down a tree and then we somehow attach that tree to the top of the tower and then we cover her in rope and we make her weightless upside down like, like a, a pinata. Like a pulley. <laughs> What's a pinata? <laughs> it's really popular over uh, in Arcadia. Arcadia. <laughs> How would you know it's in Arcadia? Oh, well, we had a foreign exchange student in Quantium. I don't know how Norma knows. <laughs> I read. <laughs> we know what Narma was doing in the uh, sometime. I guess you found a library. I mean, I, I, will, mean, I will point out that Mashika spends one third of every day asleep. I get real bored. <laughs> I think point. the, the, the uh, what did you call it? Um, grav the, the sphere. Um <laughs> Might be a good idea to have as a, as a backup so we can let her wake up, try and talk to her. If it doesn't work, we float her and punch her. Well, we could wake her up and I could... Well, I can't float her today. It has to be tomorrow. Well, that's what they mean. Just leave I her unconscious for now. I don't even know when she's now, going to she wake, wake back up. up. We, yeah, we don't know when she's going to wake back up. Can we do like a heel check to find, like, get a rough estimate of when we think she'll wake up? 
No, you can only determine that she's unconscious and then negatives. Okay. Hmm. We could contact hmm. another well, plane know, and ask them if they know. Mm. Hmm. But the repercussion of that is real bad if it goes wrong. Hmm. Oh, what if what if we do some divinations just to see whether or not waking her up is a horrible idea? You know, oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's actually probably a that's really good a idea, idea. armor. He turns and looks up at Masika. <laughs> I can oh, blast I you, you with radiation. you were going to cast uh, divination. She looks down at armor. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't specifically know how my class abilities work. Am I Am I cashing it or do, don't I give you the power to? Yeah. Masika. I thought I gave you powers. Somebody get me some honey. Okay, it's upstairs. <laughs> Sudi, you're Sudi, fast. Yeah, Sudi will run up, grab the uh, jar of honey that's in his bag along with all the other stuff. Because you guys okay. are sadly out of divination tea. Yeah. Yeah. I was so checking. We're on incense now. They got a surprising amount of use. Surprising. <laughs> what, the divination yeah. tea? Yeah. Yeah. We like to divine. All right, so I suppose Masika heats up some water. You guys all kind of keep an eye on the... All right, so I guess I'm just going to ask if it's a good idea to let Picasso awaken. Or maybe will will Picasso wait for us to talk with her when she wakes up, or will she attack immediately? I think think divination's only yes or no, right? Will she give us the opportunity to speak with her when she wakes up? Oh, is it a yes or no, or does it give us a small phrase? Because maybe we could just ask what the terms are. It or gives is this, us a small uh, That's not, it's not that specific. I would have to contact other plane for that, which I can oh. do. Uh, but, well, it's risky to do that. I have that too, and I just can't quite it, get myself to it. It just grants us an advice in a short phrase or usually a cryptic rhyme or omen. But yeah, I guess I'll ask it if, I'll ask if Picasso will allow us to try to speak with her when she wakes up or if she's just going to continue to try to kill Sudi. Okay. Let's see. You have an eighty percent chance. You do know that the magic succeeds. Cool. So Masika, you settle down, heat up some tea, <laughs> drink the tea. Narma blasts you with light. Everybody else just kind of keeps an eye on the the slumbering Shaitan half out of the water. Her worst enemy, erosion. Yeah, Masika, you finish the tea. The sweet taste of honey on your lips. Try to push the the constant need to go and find the bee baby out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> what is the specific wording of your question? If we allow Picasso to awaken, will she let us speak with her or will she just continue to try to kill Sudi? You feel a tingling, soft buzz in the back of your head. It's from the radiation. Mm-hmm. Yep, Possibly. <laughs> yes, part of Picasso will listen. Yes, part of Picasso wishes to slay the last eye of Ra. So, uh, it sounds like it's a total, uh, crapshoot, guys. Hmm. What does that mean? My specific answer was, yes, part of Picasso will listen. Yes, part of Picasso wishes the death of the last eye of Ra. So... So split. So it could go either way. Hmm. That would possibly explain what I saw when I first locked eyes with her. She seemed to change. Like, her whole demeanor changed as soon as she saw me. She... Then started attacking only me, really. But even before that, she was attacking the others downstairs just for being associated with you. She was only well, just trying to knock us out. Yeah, she wasn't actually trying to kill us. That's why I think she's really just trying to get to me. So maybe if I'm not in the room, 
she'll be you able mean, to. You mean the courtyard? Can... I'm not dragging her inside. No, no, no. So <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, if I'm not there, if I'm maybe tending to the other catfolk, then that would give you the opportunity to maybe mm. get to talk to her without me kind of triggering whatever latent rage she has. I'd rather ask her the questions myself, but if this is how we have to do it, then that's how we have to do it. So you should write down what specifics you would like us to ask. And hopefully asking questions about you won't just trigger her to try to kill all of us. Don't ask about me necessarily. Ask about her condition. Well, and if you want us to ask questions about your ancestors, that's talking about the eyes of Ra. I guess that's true. If we can get her to tell us her condition issue, we might be able to solve that. And then she then might maybe just she'll tell be you. More forth- yeah, she might be more forthcoming at that point because we will mm-hmm. have proven that we are honorable and not trying to enslave her. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's so much trying to enslave her as she is enslaved. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm not sure if she is or not because, I mean, I think the first thing you would do if you enslaved something this powerful would be to say, you can't attack me. Well, they must not but have But she's that. able to. Well, but she mentioned something about training them. She also mentioned something else that's very concerning. She said that her killing me would be more of a mercy than whatever killed the Eyes of Ra. So she also knows something else because I was told that the that the Eyes of Ra died from the an adventuring group that came and raided, but maybe that's maybe not true. they weren't nice adventurers and it was like a massacre, wasn't it? It have to be. I know that the children of Sekhmet are supposed to be around somewhere, but all the eyes of Ra, save for me, were killed. So, I mean, something very powerful would have likely had to do that. I imagine they were as powerful as me, if not more. Well, that's why the catfolk upstairs might also have some of this information you're looking for, and they're not going to try to kill you. True, but I think she knows. She knows something that we are aware. <laughs> that's also. We're true. also guessing that the catfolk are the Amoran that are associated with the. Children of Sekhmet, there are other Amoran around. It's true. What if they're actually Red Mantis assassins? <laughs> that would be pretty rad and terrible for us. Also, they don't Although, have the fancy red things, like the red armor and the swords and stuff. Roshudi is the last eye of raw, which well, is not kind of like a raw. leadership thing. So maybe a Red Mantis won't kill him because he's like a king. I don't, I don't think, think I'm a, a king. king. I think I would have to have subjects for that, right? That what if he's like anybody. a lost prince? Hmm. Prince Sudi. Maybe like his uncle killed his father for like throwing him <laughs> into some buffalo. Or prince what's Sudi, a buffalo? fancy as he's media. <laughs> Well, I think going more the Lion King angle. <laughs> it was definitely going more Lion King. <laughs> it's true, but maybe it's both. I'm not interested in being a ruler of anyone, so let's hope that's not true. So maybe you just have to tell her that. Sometimes you have to do what's best for your people, regardless of what you want. Well, we'll find. I have to find if there are any people first. Hmm. But I right. understand, Shooty. He lays a flipper on you. I too live a lonely existence as the only one of my kind. Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, technically, you're not a romantic fish. It's true. Well, give me a piece of paper and I'll write down some questions and I hand him some paper. See, he starts writing in his big block letters. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna need more paper. The holding his hand all like <laughs> weird to like try to conform it to write. It's not, it's not like you have writing. actual paws. You have like No, no, no. I just mean like he digit. holds it like not comfortably, you know, because like he yeah. doesn't write a whole lot. 
it's like you probably hold it like like it fist wise, you know. I don't know if it's fist necessarily, but it's probably <laughs> not like you know the best know. holding of the ha- pencil. Hasn't Hollis been tutoring you? Also, Hollis I think Jordan specifically me. stated it was fist wise in a previous episode. Oh crud! That means it is fist wise. Well, I've been <laughs> yes, tutoring but... you too. Hollis has been tutoring, so maybe you've got like the weird hand thing going on now, like crabby. Maybe crabby fingers. Shooty's almost graduated to quills. <laughs> quills seem difficult to use. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have flippers. I just imagined his little flippers like this, and he writes. Oh yeah, definitely. He's gonna be too handy because I don't think they're articulating flippers where they like he can grasp things. No, they can fly though. But he can pick things up. So yeah, they oh, that's sure. Right, yeah. It's got some All right, so studio on write down. I mostly just dip my barble in ink and then write. <laughs> Didn't know it was a uh, prehensile. Yes, <laughs> prehensile barble. Yes. <laughs> All right. So studio writes down a couple of questions. And then we tell him to go inside. And Sudi goes and sees the catfolk. Let me see that wand. Let's just get this over with rather than waiting. Okay. Yep. I hand over the wand. I boop her. How much do you boop her for? I'm down 49. Or no, I'm at 49. It's okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm at you f- should be healing. I'm at 51. Yeah, maybe heal everybody else. <laughs> I was like, like maybe heal, heal everybody up? First? I yeah, definitely no heal you guys healing. up because it's going to take me two rounds to get to you. Well, use the wand in your hand. I would say just stay inside the room. Like, don't go far. Oh, so you want me to just like... All the way up the tower. Just oh, okay. All right. Be nearby. Studio, go close the door and just sit on the stairs waiting for the sounds of commotion. Hey, Shooty. What yeah. if you climb up all the way on top of the tower? And if things go poorly, you just cannonball into the oasis. I don't think I can jump that far out. It would be really cool. Also, it's not very really <laughs> deep, so that would probably hurt a lot. It's only a drop of some, like, 40 feet. That's high a lot. dives are higher than that. Sudi's never seen a high dive in his life. <laughs> probably not. He lives in the 40 desert. feet seems like a lot. He's never jumped off of a building. Do you have slow fall food, Judy? Citra. No, because I'm an unchained monk and they don't do that anymore. <laughs> Citra gets 18 points from the healing hex. Okay. Is Hollis good? Oh, yeah, I'm full. And then you get another 13 back from the wand. Okay, then I'm I'm pretty good. Rahi could also use a few hit points. Rahi gets a 19 from the healing hex. Also, okay. if we're doing all this beforehand, we can heal Sudi up too, because I'm down like 40 hit points. <laughs> Sudi gets back 19 from the wand. Do you want me to do another one, or are you okay with that? No, I'm, I know I'm good with that. Um, and then uh, Kakasi gets back 13 from my healing hex. Does that wake her up? That'll do it. So, oh, yeah, Sudi scuttled away, by the way. <laughs> so you have not restrained her? Nope. Cardinal? Well, I mean, okay, you even if we do use... We could tie a rope on her at least. I feel like just get her hands around her. I mean, it'll at least take a but move action to have to pull out of that. If she's got split personalities and we're trying to negotiate with her, maybe yeah, not. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Don't do anything threatening and you're probably yeah. going to be okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to have my kukri out at least. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, like, don't tie her up because that's going to make her panic. Yes, because I'm worried about Fair. panicking her. Unless she's into that sort of thing. Who knows? Hey, no kink shaming here. <laughs> I'm not kink shaming. Narmer. Yes. If there's if any threatening attack movement, spit, her, spit in her face, okay? Okay. The least lethal thing we can do. That's saying that Narmer is readying an action throughout this entire conversation to immediately spit acid in her face if she attacks. He waddles out into the uh, oasis and does his best to float. I don't know how good his swim skill is. <laughs> uh... he, just, he just flies a little bit just to lighten himself up. He has a four. So he just kind of wades out there until he's like neck deep. 
I have I have cover. I'm good to go. <laughs> I'll be like one of those little spitting fish that knock insects out of the air and into the water. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's you awesome. step forward, lay a hand on this woman's shoulder. And then quickly backpedal because, well. <laughs> Pulse of healing energy goes into her. She spin kicks up to her feet and starts attacking. No. Honestly, that's kind of what I'm uh, expecting, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. The woman's amber eyes flicker open. For a long moment, she stares up towards the sky. Curiously, she seems to flex her fingers before sitting up. Even seated, she is taller than any of you except for Hollis. The rage you had seen before seems to be gone. And its place is a strange, almost timidness. Um, hello. This isn't right. Um, well, you, you're not dead. This isn't right. Well, what isn't right? I should be dead. Well, Why? We, just, we don't go around killing people. Yeah, we don't, we don't typically like to do that. I mean, we will defend, but... Um, we were wondering if maybe there is some way that we could help you. Help me? Mm-hmm. There's a twitch that occurs in her eye. Masika mm, mm. takes a step back. Help me. Someone offered. She stares off into the distance for a long moment before turning and looking back at all of you. You can't help me. Well, we, we don't know if we don't try. You're bound here by some sort of magic, right? The The ancient... Catfolk summoned you and bound you, and now you have to kill Sudi or something. We're pretty good at magic stuff. Sudi. Uh, n- n- mm. Sudi Kontar. Is there a way uh, we can get uh, rid of this Gius or whatever is binding you so you don't try to kill our friend again? They manipulated things. Who did? The Eyes of Raw. A darkness, almost a stoniness, crosses over her features. They're not here, but can we do something to free you from them? If you tell Whatever us the wording, did. we might be able to help you get around it. How did they bind you here? She breathes in deeply. If you don't stop her, she stands to her feet. That's I fine. tighten the grip on my kukri, but I remain calm. I was... I shouldn't have listened. They have claimed to help us before we believed them when they called and offered us power and strength. I mean, we're not offering you any of that. We're hoping we can just offer to help you home. They lied. I'm not really good at that. That seems like something a liar would say. She's got a point. You may make a diplomacy check if the party wishes. Do it. I can't help. I will help you. I ate the bejesus up. Oh, I wish I'd rolled separately. I rolled a nat 20. I okay, ate. well, I mean, um, I didn't roll a nat 20, but I rolled an 18. Hey, okay, well, I good. aided you with my 31. Oh. Okay, so I have two aids. Mm-hmm. Got a 36. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Do I get a bonus for my role play? The roleplay actually lets you make the check. (laughs) She looks off for a long moment. And then again, there's that that sudden shift where her shoulders slump slightly. Her eyes drop down and that hard edge seems to fade away into something 
softer. Hmm. They called to me, the cat folk. They said they could grant me strength like those before, like Tef Naju, the great Shaitan warrior of old. But they didn't? They did. They taught me their ways, fighting styles of their people. Not the sword or the spell as my people know, but mastery of body. In exchange, I was to teach others. Many amongst them were immortal, as I am, but they had their cause, their purposes. I was to instruct generations anew, and for a time I knew peace by it. I watched them grow, strong, bold. I came to love and accept them over time. What happened? It hurt. She folds her legs under her and sits down so she's closer to eye level again. What hurt? I watched them grow. Oh, but then you watched them die. One after the next, after the next, in this impermanent place. Even the stone. She scoops up a handful of sand and lets it trace mm. between her fingers. Everything fades and erodes to nothing. I had helped them find the stones deep beneath the earth. Those connected to the very fabric of this land. The car stones. Yes, I carved them. They knew the magics handed down to to them by the sphinxes of old, by one whose name I will not speak, for he slumbers still in this desert. Mm. They gained power, and eventually when a darkness came, when they were forced to rise up against the foulest of pharaohs, the, the I black aided pharaoh? them. No, but one who worshipped him, who followed his views, who built a temple to call out to the crawling chaos, the darkness and the stars, the black pharaoh, the nameless horror, who with his mute, dumb pipers sings a song in the center of the universe to keep quiet that which cannot wake. She absentmindedly draws in the sand. I asked them to let me go. It was the first time they did not show me kindness i was necessary to them and they had a new charge but they couldn't see they couldn't understand no box or light can contain that darkness i will not speak its name but for a thousand years and more it stayed it didn't slumber an immortal beast held at bay by the faintest flickering of light. Oh, but it reached out. I could feel it. I helped craft the trapezohedron that trapped it. The trapezohedron? A stone of utmost darkness. A shining stone, though. One that could be brilliant when it contained the thing within it. Its facets were windows, and by looking into them, one could see vistas beyond this world into a thousand others in its innumerable sides. So we know that Sagira has that, right? I mean, you know, Sagira had some sort of weird trapezohedral yeah. stone that had 
black sides. I figure Citra glances to where she knows Sudi is, but then doesn't say anything. <laughs> so you said you said you asked them to let you go. So if there were one around, they could just say you're free and you could just go. I don't know. I was bound until my duty is done or my life leaves me. I was young. She stares off. I didn't think it through before I grieved. It's such a vague statement. The eyes of Ra safeguarded the trapezohedron, but in time they came to realize its power. What a little thing. Just a glance inside and through it you could see distant places. Over time they eventually learned how to control what they saw. They could predict threats. They could see things that are or were or will be within its depths. They became stronger and more powerful, but the black man knows the honeyed words. They were tricked, manipulated. And they would not release me. Others came then. One promised me help, promised to free me, to retrieve my stone heart that made up the altar in the black fane where the stone slept. He lied and took the power for himself. And then I, a small granulate, like diamond trapped in water rolls down the side of her cheek from her eye. Hmm. And then I did the same. Others came and I lied and manipulated them. No. She turns and looks back. I did what had to be done. My duty can't be fulfilled if they're all dead and I killed them. I led to their deaths, except some escaped, some fled, and now there's an eye of raw left. She shudders, her shoulders slumping again. There is no way out. It sounds to me like the eye of raw is the one that determines what your duty was, and if they say it's done, then you're done. Can we at least try that? Try what? Try to fulfill your duty. I know this this doesn't really have any anything to do with helping for you, but I I have a question. What what happened to the this trapezohedron that contained something evil? He took it. Who took it? The man, the man who promised to help me, or maybe it was the other man, the Pathfinder. I don't know which. Hollis glances at Citra. So, so you're saying that there's a stone with some evil entity in it just somewhere in, in, in Osirian. Well, that's... Look, we can only deal with one evil pharaoh at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one at a time. Okay. Um, All right. So let's do something. We th- can test the theory that if an eye of raw just tells you your duty is complete, you are free to go, that it will release you. But we need you not to immediately let your other self rage out and try to murder him before he can try that. Other self? The mean one. I don't understand. You have a bit of a temper. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, do they actually have to be in the same room? Can we just have him do it? Sudi probably will have to directly tell her. Mm -hmm. It's worth a try. Mm. Bring me the eye of raw. She looks over. Talk. Correct? Her features soften. I cannot go home. Hopefully today we can fix that. The binding won't let me and I cannot 
She scoops up a handful of sand and lets it trail. I cannot live in this impermanent state. All right. Well, we're going to try to lift that binding. You wait right here. Yes. Hollis is going to jog over to Sudi because she has the fastest movement speed. This is like some witcher stuff right here. You just got to know the wording. And yeah. if you do that, it it's breaks the curse. <laughs> Magic's real <laughs> finicky like that. All right, Sudi, you're going to come out. You're going to tell her that her duty is complete and she is free to go. Fulfilled. Her duty Duties. has been fulfilled by the eye of... You are you and I of Raw have determined that her duty is fulfilled and she is free to do as she pleases. Okay? Oh, okay. I mean, that sounds pretty easy. You're going to say that first it. before anything else. Okay. Okay. We head back up. All right. So I guess Sudi will step out and hopefully nothing bad immediately happens. The woman looks up towards you. There's a coolness in her red eyes as she looks over you. I guess Sudi will approach so you don't have to shout at her. I, Mahiz, last of the eyes of Ra, have seen your duty fulfilled. All oaths, obligations, promises, and debts have been paid. I wish you well on your journey, and may the rest of your days never be your day. You are free. She furrows her brow. For a moment, there's that timidness. For a moment, there's that hardness. As the two sides of her seem to fight, these two warring elements of her personality, her eyes settle on Sudi again. I did not lie. You are honorable. You remind me of what I saw in your people. There are dark things in the desert. Some of them we have already experienced, so I wouldn't be surprised to find more. You have chosen a difficult path. <laughs> Understatement. I have, but it is a path worth fighting for, and if necessary, dying for. She cocks her head. This was all I asked for. My freedom. I am sorry that your family could not give it to me. I am sorry as well. The person who raised me was a priest of Caden Kayleen. He would not have tolerated such slavery of any sort. And I am sorry for what my family and my... Uh, the eyes of Ra did to you. Hopefully now you can heal and move on from the pain that has been caused to you. Go in peace. She inclines her head. Life, prosperity, and health to you, last eye of Ra. And also to you. She stands, turns, facing off towards the distant mountain peaks. I pray perhaps that Suli can find some forgiveness in her heart as well. Suli? Farewell. Wait, what's Suli? She you met turns and vanishes. Wait, what's Suli? Oh, oh no, what? she totally knew Sagira. I mean, how many Sulis can there be in the desert? It had to be Sagira. Who's Sagira? Sagira was our friend in Wati, you boo. Who Ooh. left the party to go pursue other things. I just wanted to ask her uh -oh. about that stone because, Yes, we you know, know where the stone is. It's with Sagira. <sighs> hmm. I could do some scrying, probably. Oh, man, that I sounds just... like an exciting side question, Monjon. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Tenesura told us that story and the Black Pharaoh was in it and now mm -hmm. we know that there's some powerful artifact of the Black Pharaoh and we're going to the Sightless Sphinx which is also related to the Black wait, Pharaoh. What? That's Hollis what I wanted to know this tiny <laughs> crazy wall and says Hang on, wait a minute, there's wait a, a minute. There's a lot of talking here. Somebody <laughs> catch Norma me looks up. excited between the two of them and pulls out some string. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're all right. just like ah, string. We had a new string. We had Segura question mark. Like, yeah, I was a weird say, shaped box. Sutra reaches over and places a hand on Sudi's shoulder as she rubs her temple. Of course, if there was going to be anything crazy going on in the desert, Segura was going to be at the center of it. <laughs> And somehow I feel like she may be responsible for our current uh, predicament meeting. Yeah, maybe. It seems Why kind would of your she friend would get into. stick a genie on you? Oh, probably not. Not intentionally. <laughs> she probably just thought she was doing the right thing and freeing her. Except freeing her, then Fred freed her enough to come kill me. Well, she Masika did mention the is labeling thing. a few of the li- lines but, on the new like string. <laughs> but I guess uh, how is it? They say no harm, no foul. We almost died! Okay. If I see her again, I'm going to punch her as hard as that genie punched me. <sighs> uh, in the future, just a little note. Great handle in Sudi. Very good. You did a good job. Good on you. Except, don't tell genies your real true name. What? True that names seems appropriate have power. for such a solemn situation. Yeah, but if she had a mind to, knowing somebody's true name. I mean, you're not an outsider, so it's not quite as... Anyway, it's a bad idea. That's why I never told the Viper my name. Huh. I don't know. It felt right. This was like some kind of solemn ceremony Who's type thing. Who's the viper? I think it's fine. I think it's fine. You know, Mashika, it sounds like a whole bunch of stuff happened before ever we were ever involved in this. There was some interesting things going down in Wati. Let's just and you missed some really that. neat libraries in Tefu. That's one word for it. I mean, I did have to do a balancing act in one of them. Mm. I was going and to say, I don't, know, mm. I don't know if they were the most interesting as much as it was uh, Death trap? living in constant fear of being assassinated in my sleep. Well, that's not the library's fault. No, it was what we learned in the library. We got turned into rocks once. That was wild. Well, just you two. Like giant birds. Yeah, I'm t- talking to Sudi no, here. No, like we got turned to stone because we were facing off against a Medusa, but a we Medusa. didn't know she was a Medusa. Uh, the less interesting uh, kind of rock. No, it's a, yeah, it's a Medusa, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, that was, was good. You did thing. a good job, kid. Yes, that went actually swimmingly. I thought uh, for sure she was going to punch us again. There so. was a second there. I, th- there was definitely... Did you see her face? Mm. Given enough time, all wounds heal. Mm. It may just take her a little bit longer. Well, I have a two dying cat folk to go take care of. Oh, let's go upstairs and sleep. I'm very tired. I think <laughs> a good rest is the order of the night. I think Shooty mm-hmm. had a very valid point. Mm-hmm. But time, all things heal. It's true. Or it rode away into nothingness, which is kind of the same thing, I guess. Well, that's what she was so afraid of. How sad was her story? What was her story? Nobody's even told me. Uh, Well, we'll fill you in at camp. I will say as an elf, I understand the idea of watching everybody you know and love die around you because that's the thing I'm going to be looking forward to, except not looking forward to. I was about to say, sometimes I can't tell if you're actually being sarcastic or not. And then eventually I'll even watch you die. It's true, normal. We'll see everyone die. I'll see y'all die, and then I'll have hundreds of years to live. Except for maybe Shooty. Oh, maybe Shooty not. Shooty and I can be immortal friends. True. I'm just going to continue being pals. human over here. It's very, I mean, it's kind of nice because you don't have to watch all your friends die. It's true. Except for like your comrades of the same age generally die. Why I'm thinking Except about for this. by accident. Why I'm uh-huh. thinking about this, Mashika. Uh-huh. I think when all this is over, mm-hmm. you and your husband should start a family. <laughs> I don't want to be alone. Oh, yeah, and the next one can be a shaman. I mean, that's the eventual plan. Okay. You're going to have to babysit. <laughs> I don't know if I trust him to babysit. 
It's kind of like kittens. The baby will be fine. I put them in my cage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dogs, whatever. Cage? I put them in my tummy. Here's yeah. my... Oh. <laughs> leave the baby in there. Pull it out. Where's the baby? Oh, it's inside of his belly. <laughs> but they're kind of like child. kittens. You need to bomb with them when they're little. Uh, that's true. And bomb them with radiation. Uh-huh. True. I mean, I only, only small doses. Seek a size. It starts walking towards the tower. Uh, we'll fill Sudi in on the whole story. Yeah. Sudi just kind of looks back at uh, the. De- I'm imagining the depression where her body was, and just kind of sighs, shakes his head, and then follows everybody else in. Well, I mean, if it, they were dealing with the Black Pharaoh. No, more were the eyes of Ra even good people? Like maybe I don't want to rebuild the eyes of Ra, and maybe I need to be doing something different. You know. Yeah, just to say, judging by the story, it seems like they were corrupted, corrupted. by the trap of his seed. Trapezohedron. Yeah. Yeah. That always tends to be the case whenever it's like, we have to guard this ultimate evil thing. It's like, like inevitably evil someone goes, corrupts you all, and that's how it gets out. What if I could use this Don't for worry the about greater it. good? The fated put it in a magic light box with a first or a zero <laughs> level spell on it. It's fine. <laughs> it's perfectly yeah. fine. Which, which uh, definitely shows that the uh, Knights of Last Wall did the right thing in being like, nope, nobody goes within, you know, a hundred miles of uh, the Whispering Tyrant because that, well, that way was probably nobody could get close enough to get corrupted. That didn't work that great for them either. It didn't actually work that well for them. All but right. it worked for a long time. It's kind of that whole like the Pathfinders locking away all these uber powerful magic yeah, items. In the same place. Teleporting it into the sun. Destroying them. That. No, there's things on the sun we know in, from Starfinder. Well, we don't know that because yeah, nobody's well. been to the sun in this, uh, <laughs> this you tele- Yeah, you teleport it to the sun and then one of those like space wells would eat it. <laughs> get crazy and powers. That's a Starfinder problem in like you know X number of years. Uh, that's a post gap problem. Yeah, you, yeah, don't exactly. to, you don't want to have to deal with the forgotten Pharaoh, the space well, where he's just wearing a big <laughs> mask flying Actually, through space. Actually, I think I definitely whale. do. Ancient Egypt, but space. Yes. Yep. Space wells are a thing. It's true. Anyway. And if Paizo is listening, give us a nice uh, Stargate Starfinder type adventure path with uh, flying space pyramids wells. in space. In space oh, wells. yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you know Narlathotep's still out there. It's true. Well, He's still a major stuff. deity in Starfinder. He's in the fr- core freaking wo- rule book. Mm-hmm. And as so, long as we're known to build ziggurats. So. Yeah. The, the party, I suppose, makes their way back in. Um, to nap. Well, to sleep. Well, Masika has to take care of people. Yeah, Sudi, Sudi will help out because obviously I don't have to sleep as much. Yeah, Sudi contemplating now with new things to think about. You know, Segura somehow Seriously. may be involved in this, freeing this this creature. Whether or not his people were were they good people? Was there danger that you know they were shielding the rest of Osirian from, or were they just steadily corrupted by this? How would you avoid falling prey to this? Because I mean, Sudi has reiterated on a number of occasions he's not a smart, a smart cat. Nope, <laughs> sure not. Well, I'm yeah. not even sure if it's a smart thing or if that's a wisdom thing. You know, like yeah. who, who knows how it corrupts your mind. Yeah, Narmer sits with you for a while, surrounds you with broken off pieces of stone from the the masonry to make little stacks around you. <laughs> it's obvious you become even closer to the stone now that even the other stone people are jealous. What other stone people? I think I'm the only one. I think there's an important lesson to take away from all this, Shudi. What's that? Sand is coarse and rough. Gets you everywhere. <laughs> now, over the course of an immortal lifetime, it will drive you mad. I think I, I think maybe you should vacation to the mountains sometimes. I think maybe well, I shouldn't just, vacation yeah. to the mountains because if sand is all I ever know, then I will never 
realize what life is like without sand. That's wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Ignorance is bliss. That's really ignorance is bliss. (laughs) I'm gonna climb up on top of the building here and stare off into the sunset and contemplate what you just said. Okay. And then I'm gonna write about it in Mashika's journal. (laughs) Why don't you get your own? Don't you have your own? I had it, but then I had to throw it out and make room for more scorpions. He opens (laughs) up his chest cavity and pulls another scorpion out. I thought the Masika said not for you to have any more of those. Sugar wants that scorpion real bad. <laughs> <laughs> what well, she doesn't know about, Trudy. <laughs> anyway. You know she finds out eventually. Ash, probably true. Okay, Stinger Jr. back in. Just make sure he feeds it. And closes it back up. <laughs> as long as he feeds it, it's fine. The next fine. morning, Masika's getting her daily radiation dose, and there's just a little shadow of a scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I, I hide it in people's shoes whenever Masika's getting her radiation. <laughs> You know that's a bad thing, right? That's how people die. No, no, not in shoes anyone's using. Who has extra shoes just around? I, I was going to say, none of us have extra shoes, I don't think. Just remember, Narmer, the smaller the scorpion, the more poisonous and the more dangerous. Larger scorpions, their stingers will hurt, but probably won't kill you. Oh, this guy's tiny. But he, he's probably, he's nice. Um, Let sugar eat Not it. for people who can die from scorpion stings. Okay, I promise. He then leans over to Sudi. Don't don't worry. I usually put them in citrus shoes, but then I take them out before she puts them on because she has this whole like manicure pedicure thing she does in the morning because the sand. I look at What's citrus a like manicure and a pedicure. You mean that thing she does where she rubs her feet with the lotion and then she yeah, like she's got, you know, trims her nails. She's got that volcano rock that she uses. Oh, I wonder if that grants her powers. <laughs> Apparently, I have a pumice stone. This is awesome. Alice <laughs> looks over at you like. Apparently, you're glamping you it up here. <laughs> not sharing that with the rest of us. My Tobians can use exfoliation. You are not supposed to share minutes. a pumice stone. That is one per person. I can see if I can find you one, though. This thing is amazing. Okay, find me a pumice stone and we can have Manny Petty Days. That sounds very fun. Ooh, Missy can come and she can create water. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, so. I may change you a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose uh, all of you settle in. I can't believe Narmer has another flippin' scorpion. Oh, I can. <laughs> uh, Rahi makes her way over towards all of you. It would appear that you're as good as your word. Thanks. Yes. I'm glad we could help. I should go and inform my father of your success. Are you sure you want to go now? You don't want to stay the night? I mean, I don't know how dangerous it is at night, especially if there's a baycock running around. Oh, there's a baycock. There's the baycock still running around shooting things at night. If we wish, we can return together. But I did not know if you had other places, other things that you needed to do. Well, I think the well, plan was can't. to return with you. Well, well we got to take we care of the kitties. We won't be able to go anywhere till the morning. They should be awake and probably okay to travel in the morning. Especially if Hollis summons one of those chariot things and they don't have to walk. I can prepare a teleport and probably get back. The Amuran have long been friends to my people. If they need a place to shelter, my father would permit them. Will your teleport let you take all of us? I don't uh, think no. I, yeah. I don't think so. I can prepare a bunch of them. I mean, I have... If I prepare in the morning, I just prepare nothing but teleport. Then I have like three. I mean, that's up to you if you want to spend all the all the spell levels. Yeah. I don't know. Also, I didn't know if you guys wanted to go back down to the uh, the shrine of. Sekhmet. Oh yeah, the shrine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably a good thing. Just to make sure that everything's all right there, and it's not like <laughs> defaced and destroyed because Masika, she doesn't like Sekhmet. Masika will stay to watch over the cat folk. Oh, come okay. on, we're splitting the party again after we just got punished for that. This time, um, maybe Narmer should come so that if anything happens, oh, yeah, you guys have Narmer. your 
your your link, right? So you'll know if anything happens. That's true. <laughs> He likes to fib through it, though. Okay, I'll leave Sugar here. She'll just sleep peacefully. But if I'm very agitated, she should be able to feel that and be all weird. And you can kind of... If she gets all fluffy and looks real upset, just assume something bad's happening. Like you're getting punched by another Shaitan? Right, but at least you won't get punched by Shaitan. That's true. I much prefer to be up here. My dice really like Sugar. Masika reaches over and pets Sugar and does her healing hex on her. She gets 20 hit points back. Yay! <laughs> I'm warming up to Why this. Why did we wait so long to do that? <laughs> Forgot. We were talking. Well, the channel probably got her. I don't know. Uh, the channel right. definitely would have gotten her. She's but, yeah. Uh, I don't think technically it would have because you put her back oh, wait, inside no, of her carrier yeah. and she gets full oh, cover. Oh, no, you close the satchel. Yeah, if yeah. you close the oh, satchel, okay, then cool. no. All so, right, yeah. sugar. So if you cluck cluck, I'll go down to the shrine, okay? All right, that's if fine. If you cluck cluck, I'll, yeah. She knows what you're saying. <laughs> One cluck. <laughs> Two clucks means we're in danger. Uh, but I suppose you descend back downstairs, check the shrine. Uh, again, the shrine seems to be in good condition, but at the very least, Picasso didn't have any interest in defacing it. Oh, that's a small blessing. Uh, searching down here, you only find one thing down here that's out of place, which is what appears to be a uh, iron chest bound in brass bands with a lock shaped like a grinning of free. Oh, that's probably not native to oh, this. That, yeah, I was going to say that doesn't look like it uh, belongs to the Moftat or anything. So, I'm going to detect uh, magic. Let's crack that open. You don't detect any magic, although considering it's an iron chest, it's probably thick enough to block any detect magic without the top of it being open. I was looking more for, like, trap-type things, but I guess the rogue can also oh, check Not that you immediately see. I will check it for traps. Very well. Uh, you don't find any traps. You do find that it is locked. I will take 10 on a disabled device check for a 31. You managed to unlock it after a couple of minutes of trying. The lock pops open. Opening the chest, you find the following. Uh, six silver cups. These are engraved with river scenes. Hmm. Anyone that wishes to make an appraise, may. I will. I will roll the fourth nat 20 of the night or whatever and get a wow, 31. Fire. Wow. Only when it's not important. It seems like every time <laughs> you roll a nat 20, I'm rolling an 18 because I got an 18 for 24. We okay. have a special bond. <laughs> As a set, the six cups are worth 450 gold pieces. Ooh. That is very cool. And I kind of want to put my name next to it. We could kind of just use these as party cups. True. That's true. There's a heavy gold ring set with chips of lapis lazuli. Uh, I'll just roll over your appraise from that. Uh, it is worth 185 gold pieces. Cool. You find 15 platinum pieces. Wow. And 280 cool. gold pieces. Cool. There is also a necklace of what looks to be softly glowing orange and red beads. Ooh, let me Ooh. detect magic on that. It is magical. There's also another magical item in here, so you can roll for both if you so wish. All right, I have a 19 for a 40 and a 17 for a 38. Well, okay then. Wow. Next time we're in combat, I'm going to die. <laughs> right. Using up <laughs> all your good luck now. I think those negative thoughts. The necklace uh, is a fully stocked necklace of fireballs type 3. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> this so contains. Wild. On us. Oh, that she might have just been pulling those off a necklace. Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't find it on her. We found it in this chest. Well, I know. I'm, no, I'm she saying she might it. have had one. Wild. No, so because sure, you could take this. You could throw fireballs at people. 
That'd be kind of fun. three, wow. Yep, so it contains one sphere that does uh, 76 points of damage, one, two spheres that do 5d6 points of damage, and four spheres that do 3d6 points of damage. Just saying. Be pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So would it get like in the way of my amulet of natural because, armor? Holy cow. Uh, no, the you can wear it's worn as a necklace, but it does not take up an item slot. Nice. Yeah, because you pull the beat off and Yeah, because you yeah you just pull and throw. Yay! Give it to Citra. Okay. Yeah. Paulus is like you need more magic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the reflex save for these are all DC fourteen, so they're not particularly yeah. high, but they if all so good for little baby damage? guys. You can also hurl them seventy feet. So Bowser's. It is uh, pertinent. If the necklace is being worn or carried by a character who fails their saving throw against a magical fire effect, the item must make a saving throw as well. With its bonus plus seven, if the necklace fails its saving throw, all the remaining spheres detonate simultaneously. Now that was going to be wearing it. Yeah, you definitely want that to be on someone with evasion. Just in case. (laughs) Somebody with good luck, too, which is not me. (laughs) The other thing in here is a rather curious item that, uh, sadly, Masika is also still not here. Although Narmer's eyes light up. What this is This chest holds a triangular iron bar, approximately a foot and a half in length. Each one of its three sides is engraved with the stylized design of a silver eye. The end of it, however, is engraved with what appears to be a symbol of two owls inside of a house. Is it just oh, a Just a sick magic. Looking this over, it's generating a faint aura of transmutation you believe that this object is a control rod containing the sentience and programmed responses for a type of automaton or construct. Although again, it's separate from the other pieces and would need both the construct and probably a power source. All right. Nama, take this. You're going to give it to Masika as a special present because this is a control rod and you guys already have that power source we find we found with the Naga. So maybe there's a third piece and then you'd have like a new friend. It's like the world's most amazing treasure hunt. Uh-huh. So give it to her that as a present because cool. I think she'll think it's cute if you give it to her. He then turns and quickly begins waddling his way as fast as he can. Wait, I want to see this. <laughs> he can just fly. Oh, well, you'll see when we get back. <laughs> no, I want to see him. Give it to her. Oh, yeah. So we follow him. <laughs> Take the chest and run. Wait, is that is that everything that's in this place first? Before uh, that's everything that you can find here. Okay. How we much is that chest control We gotta worth? go see the cuteness. Honestly, you can't determine a price for it. Ooh. It's one piece of a larger magical hole, so without having the actual device, you don't know. Technically, it could probably be sold as a curiosity, but you don't know what its actual uh, value okay. is. Yeah, right. you can pry that from Masika's cold dead hands. Well, I was <laughs> we'll gonna charge you for it is what I was actually trying to do. Uh-huh. I bet we'll find another piece of it somewhere else. We have Hustle. been fortunate so it. far to be able to find two of the three pieces necessary to make a sentient automaton. I feel like this is going to be important to the flying pyramid. Mm-hmm. Oh, unfortunately, probably yes. So, uh, yeah, Masika, you're tending to these uh, these pair when, you know, there's a little click-clock whirling sound as Narmer makes his way up the stairs. Followed by all of us huffing and puffing. <laughs> I'm tired of shitty. Is everybody... I could walk upstairs all day. You can fly, and also, is everyone okay? Mm-hmm. Should, yeah, uh, we're fine. You know, lots of stairs. It's been a really busy day for everyone. So, Mashika. Uh-huh. You know how we found that thing? We found a lot of things, Narmer. When when uh, when Shooty punched out that uh, five-headed guy. The, the Naga. And we, yeah, and then we argued about still a lot of stuff, but we only took the one thing. 
the heart, which I'm going to use to repair the metal stage, yeah. Show. He then pulls out a rod. I think that someone has hidden these various pieces everywhere, and that through a complex look at the history of Osirian, we might be able to determine where all of these missing pieces are. Because I found a second piece. Now, unfortunately, there wasn't some sort of complex hieroglyphic puzzle on the wall to, like, point us to the next one. You mean like a scorpion bracelet that gives you visions of where to go? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly like that. Masika squeals like a child and grabs the rod. It's a control (laughs) rod. It controls things, don't use it on me. It has a sentience (laughs) built into it. Contains sentience and program responses. It's what Hara said. She Mm -hmm. would begin inspecting it. Yeah, it's a foot and a half long metal rod. Again, it's three (laughs) sides instead of four sides, but otherwise it's just a long metal rod with a a reoccurring eye motif along the sides of it, with the exception of the one in, which has the double owl inside of a house. I wonder where the construct is. It wasn't in his tomb. Oh, I just had an amazing idea. But we found the heart in the rod. What if Chishashek just had a big fish tank, and then when he died, he had them take his brain out like you do for mummies, and they put it in a fish tank, and you're just going to screw it on top of a big metal body? I, no, that would be <laughs> that terrifying. That seems very, it's like he's crying. <laughs> and then he was like, forever. Or a freaking alchemical golem. Oh. <laughs> anyway. We thought you should know. What else did you find? She looks over at the chest. Oh, oh a yeah, necklace found a that necklace? blows you up. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Oh, I'll I'm going to wear the it. Rod. <laughs> we gave it to Citra because we figured she's the least likely to get blown up because she's pretty dodgy. In a good way. In a good way. And then we found these cups. There are six of them and there are six of us. We can drink out of them. Oh, and if you come over and see my, well, I'll get a place. Well, I have a mansion of us anyway. I mean, usually there's six of us. No offense. looks at her scroll of Mage's Magnificent Mansion. Soon. (laughs) (laughs) Soon we won't need these cups. I'll put the cups in there somehow. I'll conjure my own demiplane with cups of its own. Your heart is home is where your heart is. That's true. Also magic. Home is where magic is. (laughs) Home is where magic is. Home is magic in general. I mean, home is magic. I guess that's true. Home is where the magic happens. How are the two cat folk doing, by the way, since we've been tending to them most of the afternoon? Well, again, you're tending for them for the uh, the rest of the afternoon. If you guys aren't doing anything else, then I suppose you settle down to rest for the evening. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and have Masika make me a hill check. Can Narmer aid me? Yeah, man, as long as he has hill. Sudi aids you. Narmer also aids me. You do have a healer's kit, correct? Sudi doesn't have a healer's kit. I do. So I roll a 17 plus my 15 is a 32 plus Narmer's 8 is a 34 plus Sudi's 8 is a 36. That's a big number. So the sun sets. The evening sets in. All of you settle down. I imagine, uh, again, Hollis is very rarely hit in combat. So I imagine the uh, the soreness from that fight probably weighing on her some. I think this is the first time Sugar's ever been hit in combat. Yeah, you know we're taking some Epsom salt baths? Where's that pumice stone you promised, Miss Citra? (laughs) I gotta find one. Gotta go to a volcano. Nama, help her find a stone. (laughs) Narmer goes out to the oasis and tries to find a stone and then fails that and then tries to, like, swim back and forth through the oasis, like, scooping up all the salt and debris and everything out of it, which apparently doesn't work because he's not built that way. (laughs) 
That's fun to try. Um, with the exception of Sudi, the others sleep. Hollis off towards the side, curled up on her bedroll, mm-hmm. hat pulled up over her face. Chicken sleeping on her stomach. Mm-hmm. Sitja just curled up off towards the side, both of the, the hilts of her blades sticking out from under her pillow where she has them in easy reach. Sudi sits <laughs> off towards the side, Narmer steadily making circles around him as he picks up tiny stones and pebbles and finds ways to stack them to the best of his ability. Narmer, why do you do that? I'm helping him. Okay. She, from what I understand, the pyramid is an ultimate expression of the light and power of the gods descending from the heavens. So if I surround him with tiny stacks, like little pyramids of stone, then it has to work in reverse. So the stone magic comes up and into him. Haven't you noticed how like his blood has become thicker and he's become more resistant? The stones are working. <laughs> oh, I love Narmer. Masika doesn't say anything and goes back to tending to the catfolk. Masika, as you sit off towards the side, the soft glow of your light spell illuminating the room, unless you lit a candle or something. I probably used a light spell. That's, that's kind of the weird thing with the light spell, where it's like you do have to recast that continuously. So it's like, yeah. You could just borrow my wayfinder. Or one of Sudi's ever burning torches. Yep, I do have an ever-burning torch just for such an occasion. I think yeah. you have two. Do I have two? Well, because I think you had one you bought, but I think we found another one. Oh, I didn't keep that one. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I just got one ever-burning torch because I figured, why would you ever need another torch? <laughs> Symmetry. Masika, mm-hmm. you look over to see that one of the catfolk has pulled herself up into a half-seated position where she's leaning against the wall. Mm. She watches all of you curiously just kind of watching your interaction. Water. Um, not, you can't have, have too much. It'll make you sick. Masika goes over and helps her drink a little bit. She laps some water out of the bowl, nods. Again, it's kind of hard for them to, for catfolk, I imagine it purse their lips. So I imagine it'd be hard for them to drink just like that. So I think they still probably lap the water. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Or straws. These are the questions we need Paizo to answer about catfolk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, How do they drink? <laughs> How do they drink? Do they stick their hand in it and lick it off their hand? What do they do? Ew, no. <laughs> Definitely not in the desert. We're not doing that. Straws. Even the little bit of water that you give her, she still coughs and sits up to the best of her ability. Who are you? I'm Masika of the Beckon, and these are my friends. That's Citra and Hollis, and this is Narmer. Hello. And... That's Sudi. Her eyes settle on Sudi. I imagine Sudi's eye looking back towards her. Eye of Ra. From what they tell me, the last of the eyes of Ra. My parents told me stories. The firemen. They're gone. And the woman. She's gone too. You are safe here now. She nods. My sister. Um, she's not awake yet, but she's still alive. Okay. Tomorrow we're going to go to the Moftet village and, and they said you could, well that's Rahi um, she said that you could stay with them until you're well enough to go home Rahi watches quietly from the corner where you know, she's looked up from inside of her wings she just like curled in tight around her <laughs> the Moftet are friends the woman looks at you as if seeing you for the first time towards Masika, we're from further north, a small hidden oasis are you associated with the children of Sekhmet? My parents, my aunts and uncles were. She doesn't look to be, I mean, she looks to be close to about Sudi's age, maybe even a little younger. 
I never knew the children of Sekhmet, but my parents tell me of their time. Mm. When they were there in the shadow of the Black Fane, before the darkness came in, they were forced to flee. Mm. <coughs> I was not raised with the eyes of Ra or the children of Sekhmet. I had a, I grew up in a town called Wati. And uh, one day I was doing some saving of the town and a sphinx came after me and told me about the eyes of Ra and put a stone in my head. So I don't really know anything about the eyes of Ra or the children of Sekhmet. I was kind of hoping you did because I've been looking for them. I only know the legends. My parents, my grandparents perhaps might know. She looks back towards Masika again. You're from the Southern tribes? Yes. Then do you know Nima? Yes, she's she's my mentor. She's been missing. She nods. Nima came to us. Is she still there? She was there when I left. What did what what's she doing there? She stayed to protect us from the scorpion men, the golden masked monsters. <sighs> the cult. Those dwelling within the shadow of the sightless sphinx. How Not- did the firemen capture you? We came south. Hunting. The scorpion men and the cultists consume everything nearby. Hunting has become scarce. We traveled south looking for food. Jessica's thinking we'd, we'd go to their village. Well, we have to... We're actually headed towards the sightless sphinx. We, we plan on confronting the cult. We've been Maybe. enemies of theirs for some time now. And they've hurt a lot of people, not just in your area, but throughout Osirian. And they need to be brought to justice. On the way to the Sightless Sphinx, we should take them home. I need to speak with Nahima and Sudi. I guess maybe you could find out more about your people there. Hollis is asleep. Also, if we need a base of operations that's closer to the Sightless Sphinx, that might also work for that as well. I can take you there, but I can't guarantee our elders will want to help. But if that's you're fine. working with the Moftet, and if this will free us from our attackers then perhaps our two tribes can unite I will see okay that's fine I don't think we need them to help us so much as well hear us out and if they can offer resources great if not we've gotten this far by ourselves and we'll just continue to do so you are brave as I would expect from the legends but they are numerous it is not for me to decide though If you Mm. possess the strength of the ancestors, I'm going to rest. Yes, is there anything we can get you? I just need to sleep. She looks over towards her sister, and hopefully we'll be able to go home soon. Mm. You will. Don't worry about that. Narmer looks up towards Masika. Why wouldn't she come to Ganesh? I don't know, and why didn't she send word that that's what she was doing? Mm. I'm concerned. Sending her. It's possible she couldn't be. She may not be able to leave. Whatever she's doing might require her to be there. She would have magic like I do to send messages or mm. other ways of contacting us and not just everyone thinking she disappeared into the desert. Are there any magics that can block such communications? Most likely. If she's free, wouldn't she have all the powers? Hmm. Something about this is unsettling. Mm. It's definitely not adding up, but we may have found more allies. So that's something. Well, it sounds exciting. Let's get some sleep. (laughs) 
You don't have to sleep. Nope, that's true. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go outside and look for bugs for no reason. Narmer. Uh-huh. What are you up to? I'm just looking for some bugs. Why? There's just small insects and everything. But but why? No reason at all. Sugar likes bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, lots sugar likes bugs. Lots of things eat bugs. Scorpions eat bugs. Lots of things eat bugs. Masika stands up and puts her hands <laughs> on her hips and gla- and looks down at him. Anyway, good night. <laughs> she picks him up before oh. he can leave. Narmer. Don't shake me too much. I'm full of scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> the how, best self-defense mechanism ever. I will unleash my scorpion horde upon you. How how many? I mean, right now, only three. <laughs> you can keep one. Okay. One. One scorpion. Narmer's getting a familiar. <laughs> he opens up his chest cavity, pulls Let out three scorpions. <laughs> okay. One. I'm sorry, Bitey. Pinchy. He then makes his way downstairs. <laughs> he comes back with another. There's four now. <laughs> I'm, just ima- I'm just imagining Narmer doing like this slow, dejected kids walk where he like hops down each of the stairs. He looks like, back. Oh. He looks back like maybe you'll change your mind. No. Okay. <laughs> jump down the stairs. I suppose Narmer, Narmer slowly descends the stairs. Sooty. I'm not being mean, am I? No, scorpions are dangerous creatures, and unfortunately we don't have a way to really control them, so, I mean, also we shouldn't be trying to take care of random scorpions. It just seems weird. (laughs) Okay, good. Masika starts to lay down. (laughs) I still think it's weird that uh, Zaz has a scorpion familiar. Oh, God, he didn't steal Zaz's familiar, did he? (laughs) (laughs) That one's very green looking. Yeah, (laughs) I'm pretty sure Zaz would know. Yes, as he would not be pleased. Uh-huh. Norbert begins making his way down the stairs, holding the scorpions. Masika, you check on the two cat folk. Think about your your mentor who's been missing that you now have this new lead on. Sudi contemplating the sudden reversal too, where you know, again you're just just wondering about whether or not the the eyes of Raw were everything that you had believed them to be, or really just hoped them to be, I guess. And now this woman talking about the the legendary warriors the eyes of raw you know that light in her eyes of excitement as drained and tired as she is while all of this is going through the two of your heads neither of you notice a chicken slowly following narmer down the stairs <laughs> <laughs> and we'll pick it up here next time <laughs> The next episode is the one with the scorpion murder. Gracious. Oh, you know what? She earned it. She got smacked. She didn't Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.